Now back to ESPN West Palm tonight. Here's Cyrus Whitting. A scary scene on the basketball court a couple of days ago when the news broke that Bronny James, son of future Hall of Famer LeBron James, went into cardiac arrest during an informal workout with his teammates at the University of Southern California. Thankfully, he was tended to. He's in stable condition after being admitted to the ICU. And Bronny was fortunate to be at USC and around medical professionals during the medical emergency. But because having that sort of care and expertise around is rare when you consider the fact that approximately 350,000 cases of cardiac arrest are suffered by Americans annually. In fact, 12%, just 12% of people who go into cardiac arrest outside of a hospital survive the ordeal. This is truly a life-and-death situation, and that's one of the reasons why I'm happy to welcome back Dr. Eli Friedman, Medical Director of Sports Cardiology with Baptist Health Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute to talk about cardiac arrest and some of the life-saving measures that can be taken by someone who has has even little to no medical experience or training. Dr. Friedman, again, thank you as always for joining us here on ESPN West Palm tonight. Again, we find ourselves talking about cardiac arrest, which has come up more frequently in the last year or so after the DeMar Hamlin situation. But first off, doctor, just give us a reminder of what cardiac arrest actually is. Absolutely. First and foremost, we're all happy to hear positive news coming out of this. I, I can't imagine uh, what LeBron Jr. And, and his parents are going through right now. It's a scary and, and difficult time, to say the least. So, uh, obviously, any good news is, is great to hear. So, the term cardiac arrest implies that the heart has either gone into an extremely dangerous rhythm or has stopped beating completely, and it's unable to render the body uh, with the blood and the oxygen and all of the good nutrients and vitamins that it needs that the blood supplies. Um, it is a medical emergency. If not tended to, it will proceed to death, and, and quite literally, it is death unless somebody uh, recognizes it quickly, responds to it quickly, and renders treatment. It is a medical emergency uh, of all medical emergencies. So, Dr. Friedman, is a cardiac arrest a type of heart attack, or is a heart attack a type of cardiac arrest, or are they two different things entirely? You know, how related are the two instances, other than the fact that they are both life and death situations? Yeah, I appreciate the question. So these, these are terms that are often confused. A heart attack can lead to cardiac arrest if not treated, but it is not synonymous or the same as cardiac arrest. A heart attack is when there is a blockage in a heart artery. Blood flow does not get to that part of the heart muscle any longer and still a medical emergency, but does not mean cardiac arrest. If it is not treated or it, it continues to progress with time, it can lead to the heart going into that dangerous rhythm or stopping. Cardiac arrest, as I said, it's the heart stopping or going into the dangerous rhythms, but it can be brought about by many different causes other than just a heart attack. And sometimes it's not even heart-related at all. It can be from a massive stroke. It can be from a blood clot into the lungs. It can be from a problem in the aorta, like an aortic dissection. So multiple different causes for a cardiac arrest, heart attack being one of them, but not the only one. Here on ESPN West Palm tonight with Dr. Eli Friedman, Medical Director of Sports Cardiology with Baptist Health Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, also the team cardiologist for Inter-Miami and the Florida Panthers. Dr. Friedman and I talking about cardiac arrest after Bronny James, the son of LeBron James, suffered cardiac arrest at a workout at USC earlier this week. And Dr. Friedman, I wanted to ask about heart attacks versus cardiac arrest, because I, I want to know, you know, what are the signs and symptoms of cardiac arrest versus a heart attack? And in turn, if you're a bystander, 
And even if you have no medical training, what are the steps one should take to identify these cases and act accordingly? Great question. So the, the number one, first and foremost thing is that if you're in doubt and you're not sure, presume it's cardiac arrest until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like? Number one is non-contact collapse. Uh, if we're looking at a sporting world or, or just in the community in general, if all of a sudden somebody goes to the ground with really no provocation whatsoever, think about cardiac arrest. Go and assess the person. If they're not responsive, if they're not breathing, think about cardiac arrest. If you feel for a pulse and and you don't feel one or you're not sure, think that it's cardiac arrest. Sometimes people can have what's called agonal respirations. This is a deep kind of audible gasp where it sounds like somebody might be breathing, but they're actually not. So that's cardiac arrest too. And then believe it or not, seizure-like movements can be cardiac arrest also. When in doubt, if you're not sure, begin the treatment of cardiac arrest, which is high-quality CPR, get an AED and call 911 and just proceed until help arrives. Doctor, you mentioned those acronyms CPR and AED, and I want to get into CPR first and lead with an extremely scary, sobering stat that approximately 350,000 cases of cardiac arrest occur each year outside of a hospital. Their survival rate in those instances is less than 12%. Again, less than 12%. How important is CPR when it comes to raising that number and increasing someone's odds of survival? It's imperative. It is one of the only chances of survival. It's not the only thing you need in that instance, but it is the first and foremost thing we should be doing. CPR is where you do these cardiopulmonary resuscitation. You start the compressions on the chest and you're circulating blood. You also want to get this AED2, which is the automated external defibrillator, the things we see in airports and in hotels and in supermarkets that can shock the heart back into a regular rhythm if it's indicated. And it will tell you what to do if you put it on the person in cardiac arrest. Bronny was really lucky because this happened probably around athletic trainers Mm -hmm. who are these superheroes of sports who are looking after all of our athletes everywhere in all of sport. They recognized it. They responded to it. And unfortunately, at USC, this is the second time that it's happened in, in a year. They had to save someone's life last year, too. Unfortunately, not everybody has the blessing to have these kinds of people around. So we need everybody to, to be able to recognize cardiac arrest, respond with the CPR and the AED. Um, you can watch a YouTube video. You can get formally trained. There are lots of ways to learn it. Anybody can learn these life-saving skills. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight, discussing cardiac arrest with Dr. Eli Friedman, the medical director of sports cardiology with Baptist Health Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. Dr. Friedman, we've talked about CPR. Now back to the other acronym we've heard, AED, which is Automated External Defibrillator. When does this come into play again, during the cardiac arrest life-saving process. Is there a certain amount of time that you should perform CPR before administering an AED? Just, again, kind of walk us through where the AED and when the AED comes into play here. Yeah, let's say you're by yourself and you see somebody go down and there's an AED there. So number one, call 911, tell them you need help, tell them where you are, grab the AED, go to the person, put the AED on them. The AED is foolproof. Number one, it won't shock you when you open it. So open it, put the pads on, you will not be harmed by it. It will do its thing and it will talk to you. It it is put in an algorithm and a cadence and telling you what to do. It will tell you to do CPR. It will tell you not to touch the person so it can do its thing and analyze. It will even tell you to shock and to 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 move away so you don't get shocked by the device. It is a foolproof device that saves lives. So call 911, get the AED, start CPR, put the AED on, and just keep going through that cadence until help arrives. And usually medics are there within five to seven minutes. So you're not going to be have to do it. You're not going to have to do it for too long. It will feel like an eternity, mm-hmm. but it's actually not that long until help arrives. 
Again, if you're just joining us earlier this week, Bronny James, son of LeBron James, suffered cardiac arrest during an informal workout at USC. He is safe. He is stable. But again, here with me on ESPN West Palm tonight discussing cardiac arrest is Dr. Eli Friedman, the medical director of sports cardiology with Baptist Health Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. And Dr. Friedman, is there usually an explanation or a diagnosis after someone has had cardiac arrest? I've, I've heard the terms hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or anomalous coronary arteries. I hope those pronunciations were somewhat correct as causes for cardiac arrest. But also with these high-profile cases like DeMar Hamlin back in January and earlier this week with Bronny James, those guys are in the, you'd think, the 0.1% of premier athletes on earth. So you'd imagine that they have healthy hearts. Again, is there always a cause of cardiac arrest, or can it happen to someone with seemingly a perfectly healthy heart? It's a great question and a really important point. So let's break it down into two groups. The, the first group being less than 35 of age, 35 years of age, elite athletes. So a lot of these people have been screened multiple times with electrocardiograms, echocardiograms, multiple rounds of that kind of screening, and presumably it's all been normal because they're out there playing. The, the number one cause of sudden death in our young athletic population, and sudden death meaning cardiac arrest, um, whether survivable or not, is going to be sudden unexplained death. That, that means that the thing happened, which was really bad and terrible, but there's no uh, obvious explanation for it, which is quite scary, but mm-hmm. that, that's unfortunately what the data tells us. There are things like hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, a thickened or enlarged heart, anomalous coronary arteries, the, the arteries of the heart forming in a, in a direction that um, is not the normal. So those things can definitely cause it, as can myocarditis, inflammation of the heart, which we all have heard a lot about during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- these are second to that sudden unexplained death, and, and that's what we see most in our athletes when this terrible thing happens. If we're over the age of 35, far and away the leading cause is going to be coronary artery disease. That's the heart attack blockage in the heart arteries, which leads to poor blood flow and ultimately cardiac arrest if not treated or recognized. So those two age groups and, and, and two uh, populations very different reasons for why these things happen, but the treatment ultimately initially is the same. Recognize it, respond to Mm -hmm. it, and treat it. We've mentioned him a couple times already because the nation really, we held our collective breath back in January when Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest during a game against the Bengals. Miraculously, Hamlin was and is a full participant as the Bills opened training camp this week. Dr. Friedman, I hate to speculate, but with that said, should we be optimistic that Bronny James can make a full recovery and eventually get back on the basketball court? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not involved in his care. I certainly wish him well and wish him all the best. I, I think the best way to answer your question is to give you kind of the state of the art of where we're at in the sports cardiology world right now, which is that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, we used to be in like a disqualified mentality that if we found something that was uncomfortable or wasn't right or was pathology relevant to cardiac arrest in sport, we would disqualify our athletes. But but someone like Damar Hamlin, Christian Erickson, they're, they're really good examples of the fact that this really bad thing can happen. They can get really really good treatment, expert oversight, and then can possibly return to sports safely through a process of uh, risk stratification, expert oversight, shared decision-making that uh, they can then get back in and play their sport to the uh, to the elite level. So let's hope this, the same is true for Bronny. Let's hope the same is true for lots of athletes out there because we want to keep people being active and, and to do it in a really safe way because ultimately exercise is one of the best medicines there is. Wrapping things up with Dr. Eli Friedman, Medical Director of Sports Cardiology with Baptist Health Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. 
And doctor, I know that you are a huge advocate of learning CPR, learning how to use an AED. You are heavily involved with the MLS, the NHL, the USTA when it comes to, again, responding to emergency situations related to heart health. So with that said, doctor, I just want to give you the floor and and make sure there aren't any topics that you want to touch on that, that we might have missed earlier. I appreciate that very much. There's two things that I think are really important. Number one, um, these are highly visible events, and, and they have the ability mm-hmm. to tug our hearts in different directions and, and make us question a lot of different things. Uh, sometimes these things, despite our best efforts, are not preventable, but it's really important that if somebody is having symptoms, whether they're an athlete or not, and, and they're concerned about their ability to be safe and be healthy, get it evaluated, whether or not it's cardiac, if it's, if it's lungs, if, if it's anything, get that evaluated, get an opinion that, that you're comfortable with so that you can continue to live a healthy and safe life. Number two is that we really want to get people learning CPR, how to use an AED, and, and how to recognize cardiac arrest. Because, you know, Bronnie was, was so fortunate to be around people who recognize this and respond to it, just as DeMar was, just as Christian Erickson was, and, and all these high-profile ones. But for every high-profile person you hear about, mm-hmm. there are those who are having this happen to them in a park a mile down the street with no help around, no AED, and nobody who recognized it who unfortunately don't have as good of an outcome. So we, we really need to do a better job of getting into our communities and giving people the resources they need to save lives. And, and, and it can be done for cheap. Um, it, it does not cost a lot of money to do this, and, and it's our job to, to be out there and, and be assets to our community to help make sure everyone can, can participate as safely as possible. Dr. Friedman, I, I know that you are super busy, and I'll let you go, but before I do, again, you are the, the team cardiologist for Inter-Miami. You are the team cardiologist for the Florida Panthers. You are very involved in, in tennis, and so the last couple of months has been amazing for you. Again, the, the Panthers making the run to the Cup, uh, Alcaraz and Djokovic, the amazing five-set thriller at Wimbledon. But most recently, I got to ask you about Lionel Messi and what it's been like to be around the, the Inter-Miami club over the past couple of weeks, months, as the world's greatest and one of the greatest of all time uh, has made his way to South Florida. It's been an absolute privilege. Um, I, I'm so happy for the area. I'm, I'm so happy for South Florida. Um, I, I've never seen, you know, one one person, one organization just really shine a light on one area in particular and, and very happy for Inter-Miami and their success. Um, really just a, a privilege to be sort of on the inside of all of this and get to experience it firsthand. But I, I see it in my family you know, they yelling and screaming as Messi scores his two goals. And um, it's also been exhausting, too, because we've gone from one crazy sporting event to the next and the next. It felt like the play, the Panthers playoff run last night again in my house where everyone is screaming with every goal. But, it, you know, su- such a privilege, really happy for the area. And, boy, does the, does the future look bright for South Florida sports. 100%. Well, Doctor, you mentioned it's a privilege. It is a privilege for us, for me, to talk to you whenever possible. As always, thank you so much for the time, the information, and the insight. Looking forward to our next Next conversation. Thanks, Cyrus, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Again, that was Dr. Eli Friedman, the Medical Director of Sports Cardiology with Baptist Health Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. To find out more about Dr. Eli Friedman and his team of sports cardiologists, visit cardiovascular.baptisthealth.net or call 786-204-4200. We'll take a break. Be back with more after this. You are listening to ESPN West Palm Tonight.